0: Welcome to the WCIA 3 in 1 podcast. We are 3 in 1. Once again, Brett Barron's here with Andy Olson and Bryce Beeman recapping Illinois basketball's 86 to 83 loss to number 22 Ohio State on Thursday night. A sold out orange out at State Farm Center. The place was rocking. 15 544, the attendance, and it was full. I'll give Atlanta Nation a lot of credit for coming out on a snowy evening. To see Illinois fall to 19 and 8, 12 and 5 in the Big Ten as Ohio State takes a really big statement and they move just a game and a half back of first place now in the Big Ten behind. Uh, Wisconsin and Purdue, Illinois, a full game back of the Badgers and Boilermakers. You guys were both at State Farm Center. We were all there at different points of the night tonight, kind of trading some duties. I was back in the studio for the 10 o'clock news. Andy, you were there throughout. Let's get your thoughts first. Illinois comes out and gets out to a 14-5 advantage. It was 18-8. Illinois looked like it was going to cruise. Alfonso Plummer couldn't miss. And then I thought it really changed on that DeMonte Williams technical where he gets the flagrant one, kind of spurred Ohio State on a big run to get within one at halftime, and then what the heck happened? You were there to the start of the second
1: half. I was not. Sixteen to two run for Ohio State. I mean, they took control. Yeah. When's the last time that you saw Kofi Coburn miss ten shots in a game? How about crazy? Just uh, a bad stretch in the middle of the game there for Illinois. And I mean, credit to Ohio State. I mean, especially, and we're gonna talk about this guy. A lot throughout the podcast. Malachi um, Branham. Is that, is that how you say yeah, it? Malachi Branham. Branham. Malachi freshman. Branham. So, so good. And Brad, I don't know what he even said as much. After the game in the press conference, saying he was the best player uh, in the conference. Yeah, I don't which, know about that, Brad.
0: Okay, he's the best freshman. Sure. And Bryce McGowan is a really good freshman in Nebraska. Yeah. But, like, man, it, for the run Branham is on, he had 49 points in two games, the last two games, coming yep. into this one. He had 31 tonight. I mean... He's punching his ticket here to the Big Ten Freshman of the Year, even though McGowan's has had like eight Freshman of the Week awards. I mean, it's been
1: incredible. It's, I mean, between him and then EJ Liddell just once again having such a good night against his former in-state team, it just felt like, especially during that middle stretch of the game, that every time Ohio State was on offense, they weren't going to miss. And they went on that long run, got enough padding in the end, and even though Illinois came back down the stretch, Ohio State was able to make their free throws, and they had enough... Uh, in the tank to finish this one out. And I know that's kind of been an issue with the Buckeyes so far this season. It seems like in their losses that have kind of given it up at, at points. But Illinois just wasn't able to find answers uh, on their side of things. Alfonso Plummer had a great first half with six threes, and that is what led Illinois to having that one point halftime lead. And it just seemed like they didn't go to him as much to start the second half. No one was really hitting any three pointers until I believe Andre Corbello hit the first one, not from Plummer, about. I think it was midway through the second half almost. So, they were just really struggling to get any in, into any ry- rhythm and it seems like that's kind of always what we're saying about Illinois in, in games this season and it was just another stretch that doomed them in this one. And I don't know what the the answer is to avoid that in games coming up, but Ohio State took advantage of it and this was a really high-scoring game, 86-83, you know, 50 points for Ohio State in the second half. That's not always going to happen against Illinois' defense, but, you know, it, it Proved to be kind of like almost an elite eight game. It felt like in there and the crowd added to that and, uh, yeah, that, that was probably one of the, the better games that I've ever been to in person as a neutral. I'm sure Illinois fans yeah. don't feel the same way. Yeah, and the runs are going to happen.
0: It's the Big Ten, and both teams are really, really good. Uh, both teams are well-coached, and, and this is just what it is in the Big mm-hmm. Ten, especially late in February. Ohio State wasn't going to come in here and, and just bow down to Illinois because they got down by yeah. uh, double digits early. Bryce, what did you make of the, the run there? I know you were out shooting high school basketball tonight, so you got there at halftime and, and just started to see that what was Ohio State doing there to, to get out to that huge run in the second half? And I mean, they were up 16 with 533 to play, so I think we need to give a little bit of credit to Illinois for fighting and, and cutting Absolutely. this to a three-point game because they didn't give up, even though Brad Underwood gets ejected for the first time in his career. I can't wait we'll, to talk about we'll that. We'll talk man. about that coming up in just a few minutes, but Bryce, what did you see from Ohio State and then from Illinois to, to both respond there?
2: I mean, I kind of thought Illinois just kind of came out flat a little bit in the second. Uh, I Obviously, I wasn't there for the first. I didn't really get to see them. I was listening in the radio and the car on my way back from high school games but um but yeah I just kind of thought they came out pretty slow a little bit and obviously they weren't hitting many baskets Ohio State hitting everything in sight I felt like when I got there it was just like one after the other and there's kind of no stop for them but obviously you know we had a little change of events there um I have to give credit when credit's due Coleman Hawkins I thought came in and just that dunk the crowd goes crazy towards the end of the game there um you know so at least they came back from that and and they made it a close game there so it was definitely an exciting turn of events because I didn't think that they were going to come back from a 16 point lead there
0: yeah, I think the frustration with the of Nation, and it's warranted in my eyes, is that, okay, well, why did you get down? Why did you come out so flat in the second half, especially after starting the game so well? And I, I think those are warranted claims. I think that's a fair assessment of, of, you know, being critical of this team. And yeah, okay, Brad Underwood's not there or whatever. but And, and I thought that that could have really gone sour, like for Illinois. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's not there. What do you do now? So I think we really do need to give a, a lot of credit to that that they were able to come out and and really make it interesting here down the stretch but you know one of the things that really stands out to me in this and we talked about Kofi having an off night and we, we go through the numbers here I mean Illinois gets five guys in double figures led by Alfonso Plummer's 26 and, and sets that new program record single game for eight three pointers made I mean give a lot of credence to him for what he was able to do uh you know 26 from Plummer 14 from Jacob Grandison, 12 apiece from Kofi Coburn and Trent Frazier. And, and you mentioned Coleman Hawkins in there, Bryce, and, and I thought he was pretty solid overall, minus 2 in the plus-minus. Uh, and how about Kofi Coburn minus 19? I mean, you just I, yeah. don't see that, that very often. You know, he he only had five buckets. Uh, Alfonso Plummer had more threes than Kofi had buckets. You know, and you yeah. when you think about all of those and how close they are to the hoop, he just did not seem like he was all the way there. And, and that surprised me. In a sense, just because I didn't think the Ohio State matchup was all that imposing against him when, when you looked at it on paper. And, and Kyle Young's a very good player, but he's not Kofi Coburn size, you know? And Zed Key's also a very good player, but he's 6'10". Like, he, he's not the Kofi Coburn size in that. And yet EJ Liddell playing a little bit of that four five or whatever, he was, you know, the, the mixing up in there between the 3 and the 5, like... It's not like there was a Zach Eady, you know, or it's not like on paper you look at it and go, that's ah, going to be a tough matchup for Kofi. So a little bit taken back by that. But the fouls are the thing uh, in this long-winded answer that I was getting to. I mean, when they're shooting 26-32 from the free throw line and Illinois is only 11 for 17. I mean, first of all, I'm surprised that they don't get more calls at home. Like I think that's...
1: Okay, we got Fair, to talk like, about the officiating, I think, cause, but like because uh, a lot of Illinois Nation is
0: they, they shoot thirty-two free throws. I mean, that's a huge disparity there. They're only called they're called for twenty-two fouls, so they're actually called for more fouls than Illinois. But like the free throw disparity is is crazy for me in that sense. I don't know what what did you make of that being there the whole game?
1: It was really interesting seeing it play out. Cause it seemed like in the first half there were possibly a couple of calls that didn't go Illinois' way. I'm thinking about Omar Payne's second foul specifically, and he sat the rest of the first half. But then coming out of half, it just seemed like there were a couple of plays where – now I'm blanking, of course, on like one specifically. But one that really sticks out in my mind was the the Coburn fifth foul. Oh, that one was,
0: I thought, really bad watching the replay on TV here. Yeah,
1: and I'll say that watching it live – me and the photographer next to me both said, yeah, it looked like a foul. And then we watched the replay and it's like, I wasn't even close to a foul. And, you know, we're not saying this to poo-poo on officials. They have a hard job, but it just tonight, Illinois wasn't getting those. And you can tell Kofi Coburn was bothered inside by, it wasn't even the size difference. It was the fact that they were able to play him more physically, yeah. Zed Key And EJ Liddell even came over to double-team him pretty right. often, and he just wasn't, handling that very well because usually he gets those fouls it seems like and this crew had no interest in calling any of those and ended up being just uh, a 33% night for for him from the field and that's particularly what led into Brad Underwood's uh, blowing up at the officials and led to him getting two techs. He said he earned the first one. I don't I don't know what he said. Uh, he didn't say what he said. I'm sure people that were sitting close to him may, may have overheard. He said he, he didn't feel like he he deserved the second tech, uh, which came around when uh, Demonte Williams got called on that offensive foul for, for setting that uh, screen. Uh, he, he wasn't a fan of that one. And then uh, I loved the shot that I got of, Underwood pumping up the crowd as he was, was coming great. off the court. Uh, it, it, it it was interesting, and, and I'm surprised to learn he had not been uh, thrown out of the game before learn. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I've heard are these stories of of him being a firecracker his first few years. So yeah, I'm surprised was. this was the first one.
0: Yeah, 6:17 he gets thrown out in the game, and the Kofi Coburn fifth foul was at 4:33, so he only plays the final you know four and a half with without Kofi on the court. I thought the fifth foul was bad in a sense. Okay, if you're going to call that, then be consistent. And that's the thing that I get frustrated with. That was the with. huge There's just thing. no consistency yeah. in that. Okay, if that's a foul, then that needs to be a foul on both sides. And mm-hmm. look, I mean, it is what it is. And Illinois- There was way worse fouls that weren't called. Yeah. And I think that's the frustration for Illini fans
1: is, okay,
0: then that needs to be called across the board. Yeah. And
1: Illinois certainly took – had an advantage i would say in the last few minutes with some calls going their way now do they equal out i don't know but they certainly were not consistently called for either side the entire game and it seemed to hurt illinois more in some of these scenarios right
0: and that's the crazy thing to me is you know ohio state has you know fouls like that you know personal fouls 18 Mm -hmm. you know illinois called for 24 in that so it's like the disparity is not huge in a sense Mm -hmm. but you know, they shoot thirty two free throws and make twenty six. Bryce, what'd you make of the, the refereeing there?
2: Yeah, uh especially when they did those replays. There were about two of them that they called on Kofi where it was a little bit of flopping. I felt like I was watching some professional MLS soccer there. <laughs> wow. I feel like Andy gets my reference to that. There you but, go. Yeah. but I mean there soccer was podcast. some there was a little bit of acting, I kinda thought. But I mean, like you guys said, I I mean they did obviously call fouls for Illinois too, so but, yeah, there were a couple there that little a little touchy, I thought. So, eh, I, yeah, I, that's my thought, my two yeah, cents on and, that. And
0: I get why Illini Nation's frustrated with that, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, I think that makes sense. I'm not big on, oh, well, the refs screwed yes. him here. Okay, no. Well, I, I just think no, there's no, more opportunities no. than that, right? You can't let them go on a 16-2 to run to start exactly. the second half. It, it comes down to more than that. But I also understand the frustration in, mm-hmm. in the referees, and I, you know. I'm not a guy that want to watch a game, just yell at the TV because, like, oh, these referees are terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, sometimes they are. But, like, I think overall it, it evens out. And I, I'm more of the sense of I think they get it right most of the time. Sure. I mean, that's yeah. kind of how I feel about well, it.
1: Well, Coleman Hawkins was pretty frustrated uh, with it, too. Yeah, that uh, deleted tweet. <laughs> uh, the deleted there. tweet, best conference needs better refs. Yeah, that, uh, that's, gonna,
0: that's not going to go over very well, Coleman, there. Uh, it was pretty quick delete on It was. Thing. I think
1: it was up for a few
0: minutes before uh, our coach saw it. Yeah, somebody saw that no. and said, hey, I think you need to delete this one. You know, EJ Liddell just continues to – he's so so good hurt illinois in in so many ways 21 points tonight and he didn't start great i mean there wasn't no there wasn't many points there early on he had four in the first 12 minutes of the game i mean i,
1: I think it was that middle 16 to 2 stretch where he did the most damage he yeah. just felt like he couldn't miss and, and that time and he missed a few down the stretch as well when coleman hawkins was playing great d on him but overall i mean ej liddell he's just so so good and you can see that why he makes Ohio State so much better and even, you know, a, a team to watch out for in March.
0: Oh, I think Ohio State is trending in the right direction big time. Mm-hmm. And I think they're going to be dangerous, uh, you know, down the stretch here. And, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't surprise me uh, if, if they make a, a second weekend type of run. I think they have that potential to do that. And and it's all about Malachi Branham for me, you know, mm-hmm. continues to improve. And, and if you're getting that much out of a freshman with some depth guys around him, then I, and I think this team has a lot of potential to do some damage. How are you guys feeling overall about Illinois here? I mean, we, we talked a lot about Andre Curbelo coming into the game. He goes for seven points tonight. Three of eight from the field. Plays 18 minutes. We've seen him play about that 15 to 20 minute range here the last couple of weeks. I'm not leaving this game going, I'm really impressed with Andre and the steps that he's taken and I think uh, you guys mentioned it on the on the pregame show with Derek Piper. They're like, okay, well, he's kind of running out of time here. I mean, yeah. there's only three games left in the regular season here. You're promised one game at the Big Ten tournament and one game in the NCAA tournament. Like, if he's going to emerge, it, it's got to start sometime soon here because he's he's running out of opportunities. And we can sit here and talk about how he's trying to gel and
1: fit into this. But, like, at some point, you either do it or you don't. Yeah. I mean, it's almost – I think we can declare it a lost season at this point. It's just, what can you still reclaim with the, you know so many games left? And I don't think that we're going to get to Andre levels of last season. I think that chip is kind of sailed. Yeah, we saw it once in the Purdue game this yeah. year, and yeah. that's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. and, and that has proven that he can still get there. Oh, 100%. It's just, for whatever reason, in these last few games, it, it just... You know, hasn't been there for him and since he came off the the, the uh, health and safety protocols, which uh, really hasn't been the, the same Andre Curbelo that we're used to. He, he, you know, like you said, the Purdue game, his first game back yeah. from the concussion. He looked yeah. great. He looked like Andre Curbelo of his freshman year and just has not been the case since. So if Illinois is able to find him or if he's able to find himself, at any point, that gives such a big boost to this team moving forward because then he can give you quality minutes off the bench. That gives either Trent Frazier a rest. That gives Alfonso Plummer a rest. And you know, keeping your legs fresh and keeping that rotation deep and, and going and having valuable minutes from some of these guys is going to be so important as they get later on into the season. And you're right. As of right now, they're guaranteed five more games that's this it. season. I mean, that's all they're guaranteed. That's all it. So, you know, I have questions about that moving
0: forward. If he is able to find himself in his role into this and have success, then this team is exponentially higher on, on potential. It takes him to it's, such a different level if he's on. Yeah, but we just have not seen that consistently out of him, and, and I just question what that's going to be. Cabello minus seven in the plus minus tonight. Uh, you know, Kofi, okay, a one-off here. We've seen him have a couple of these games, only plays 24 minutes. You know, the minus 19 is the biggest thing that sticks out to me. I I don't worry about him long-term in a sense of, okay, what's he going to be? And maybe that's a fair thing that we should worry. I mean, we saw that last year against Loyola when when he was off. I think they'll... I'll, I'll take my chances if I'm a line fan of, of what I'm going to get from him is not this mm-hmm. you know he has an off game he still gives you 12 points the the bigger thing to me was the
1: rebounding I mean how he only has three rebounds it was it, really a really shocking rebounding that day they still beat Ohio State in rebounds Somehow. and every everyone's floating around that three to four range on the team yeah, I am not sure about that one. Um it was nice
0: to see Jacob Grandison once again 14 points. So that, you know, if he's going to make 5 of 10 shots, uh, Illinois will take that every single time. And you know, other than that, it, it, we talked about Coleman Hawkins being productive and doing some nice things and and he played down the stretch as well. 25 minutes for him is is a high in a long time we haven't seen well, him play that long i mean but that was in part because kofi was in foul and they had to go to that yeah.
1: unless they wanted to go to, to brandon lieb off the bench because omar came in got you two fouls immediately i don't think the coaching staff felt good about the way no. that he was playing today so they had to go five out and have coleman hawkins essentially play that five underneath he did a great job on defense and even on offense uh bryce brought up how he had that that dunk and then the, the layup uh back to back uh near the end of the game that really ignited the crowd that's the loudest I've ever heard the State Farm Center after those two plays. Uh, So maybe they found something tonight that they can play five out uh, better than maybe they thought they could. Um, And I'd be interested to see what that is like going forward. Yeah, Bryce, what did you think of Brad Underwood? At least I thought he was pretty positive
0: afterwards, all things considered. I mean, you know, okay, you lose a game at home that you you probably should have won and, you know, this is not a bad loss, right? No. I mean, it's, it's a quad one win for Ohio State. It would have been a quad one win for Illinois. Ohio State's a really good team. You know, I, I don't leave this like a, a Maryland type of loss, you know, or even a Cincinnati loss. I think it's different than that with how they fought at the end. But what did you make of what Underwood said? You know, overall, I, I thought he was pretty body he said he could learn some things tonight
2: that's what yeah one thing he, I noticed he mentioned he kept saying that and he's like I think we found a new way to play so I think that was something interesting that he kept talking about yeah. the five out and just how there was something they worked on earlier this year and it didn't really work and now he's saying that it's working so I'm curious if they're gonna continue that following going forward in those next couple games but that was something and then also he just kind of kept talking about how proud he was and how they like didn't stop fighting and things like that so I because I was Kind of expecting him to kind of come in and be, you know, a little mad because obviously you lost at home and everything. Who wouldn't be upset if you lost? And I'm sure he still wanted to win, no doubt. But uh, I thought it was pretty. He was pretty positive about it. I was a little. I was a little taken aback. I was. I wasn't expecting that much of a reaction. Um, that positive a reaction. But I mean, it was warranted. I mean, they did fight till the end. So I mean, you can't can't fault them. It was just one of those kind of games. Obviously that. Coming out flat in the second kind of hurt them. Just try to come back from that. But otherwise, I mean, I mean, they didn't play bad overall. I mean, we looked at the rebounds. We looked at their points. You know, it's yeah. it was a pretty close matchup here the whole time.
1: And they should feel good about yes. playing it so close yeah. with Coburn having as bad a day as he did. You know, right. on, a, on a day where Kofi is playing better, playing how we're used to him playing, then... That's a win. It just doesn't happen tonight. And, you know, even if it does happen again, you can look back at this game and think we were in a position to win at the end or we were in it at the end. And that gives you confidence going forward that if it happens again, you know, they, they can still be in it.
0: Yeah. If you lose this game to Penn State, it's, sure. it's different, right? Yeah. I mean, that that game doesn't help you. It only hurts you if, if you lose that. I think the positive thing for Illinois is they've got three games left. Two of them are at home. The bad thing is uh, you go to Michigan Sunday, <laughs> maybe Michigan's better with Phil Martelli coaching than Juwan man. Howard. That's gonna I, be I a, don't know what to expect in Michigan. No in idea. Zero um, idea. You're going to play Penn State, and then you're going to close with Iowa, and Iowa's playing really dang good basketball right now. Sure. Uh, they're, they're playing very well. That's not the same Iowa team that Illinois beat mm-hmm. in Iowa City back in December on those first two opener games of the conference. So and You know
1: Iowa's going to want to win that one 100% yeah because I was trying to
0: play for a, a Big Ten mm-hmm. seed in there uh, they're not necessarily in the Big Ten title race but they want to try and, and move their seed line up as much as they can um, so we'll see how it shakes out but I would say a fun night I mean I was oh, oh, no, an entertaining yeah. game at State Farm Center I know it did in the way Atlanta Nation wanted but you know, if you're paid for a ticket, I think you got your money's worth <laughs> it,
1: at least from a uh, outsider perspective of of an entertaining basketball game. Yeah, that so. was one of the better ones I think I've ever seen in my whole life. If I'm being honest, that All was right. that was great, man. I think yeah. that was
2: a lot, one of the loudest crowds I've ever been to. that was that was pretty that was pretty crazy. I'll
1: take
0: round two of that in the Big Ten. Yeah, first. hey, let's hope it happens be great. again. Uh, I think a lot of people would would sign up for that once again, and that would probably be a Saturday game on a seed line if if that well, did play out or a Sunday if they go to three. State, Yeah, if they
1: go 2-3. Well, now I'm trying to think how the tiebreakers work because Illinois has the tiebreaker over Wisconsin. Now Ohio State has the tiebreaker over Illinois. I don't know what Ohio State-Wisconsin did, so we'll have to see. Yeah,
0: and I think that is where it's going to start to play in here. In my eyes, this loss takes Illinois out of that Big Ten title contention. They're not going to win outright at this point with that fifth loss. I think they got to hope for a share. And get some help. They're going to need help along the way now. that This takes mm-hmm. them out of controlling their own destiny. And so it's going to be
1: up to them to, to try and win out the last three. And yeah. then also get some help. You're going to get uh, one of... Because Wisconsin and Purdue now at four losses. You're going to get one of them with a loss when they play each other right. next week. So you got to hope that whoever wins that game also finds a loss somewhere. Maybe Wisconsin. Yeah, and they go to I, Rutgers. Wisconsin goes to Rutgers. Yeah. I
0: think that would be the hope for Alani fans at this point. Is that somehow Wisconsin's able to beat Purdue, Yeah. and then Rutgers is able to beat Wisconsin? I, I think that would be the path there, if possible, down the stretch that Illinois could get some help. But that's we, a lot of ifs. In could
1: there. we see a four-way tie?
0: I mean, it's possible. Yeah, and they would get. They think, would raise a banner at that point. Yeah,
1: I, I don't know if Ohio State plays Wisconsin or Purdue the rest of the way. So maybe it's possible all five. Or yeah, all Ohio four State's or got or more they,
0: games to make up. Here. They sure do. Yeah, they have a game uh, in hand over so they Illinois. They got five left. Yeah, uh, they're they're eleven and four now. I believe that they got a lot of they had they they have five losses. They're, uh, oh, they're five. They're eleven and five. Yeah, there you go. Um, so they have four left now after tonight. I had mm-hmm. five coming in tonight. Where Illinois only had four. So they've got they've got one more game to make up there. But Illinois is going to need some help, and uh, you know, and also need to win the last three um, if if they're going to compete for that. Now they're in a point where they can't lose another game. Yeah. Um, and that's where the seed line comes into that now mm-hmm. in the Big Ten tournament where we've talked all along. Hey. Winning the Big Ten is obviously number one, but you really want that double bye in
1: Indianapolis yeah. to not have to play until Friday. And it's crazy to think about that. I'm trying to think when they beat when they beat someone. We're like, okay, they're 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 on they're on to Friday now. And now with this loss, it's like maybe they could play on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, you think a couple of weeks ago it was
0: pretty much you in your mind, okay, Illinois is going to get to that Friday slot. And now you know after they a could couple be a of five losses, seed. if Rutgers it,
1: catches fire here. And if Illinois doesn't take care of their own business, right. who yeah, knows? I think
0: if, if they win two out of three, I think they're going to be fine. Yeah, in in that top four, if they don't. Yeah, everything's never know. up in the air at yeah. that point. Yeah, that's what should make it fun. All right, it's the late enough, late night edition here after one a. But uh, fun talking to Eye basketball. It's still in the Big Ten title, Chase. We'll see if they can get it done. For Andy Olson and Bryce Beeman, I'm Brett Behrens. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3-1 Podcast. We'll do it again Sunday after Illinois plays at Michigan. 1 o'clock tip, and the game is on WCIA the first time. Illinois is played in a Sunday afternoon slot on WCIA in 10-plus years. Has not happened wow. in a long time. So uh, what does that mean for anyone else? Probably nothing, but I just find it kind of cool that uh, Illinois is relevant enough to We're play We're going to get the Sunday March afternoon. music, you think? Oh, I think so. Yeah, nice. It's always maybe, nice this time Maybe of year. Jim Nance there? I don't know. Oh, we'll
1: see. the buttery vocal cords. Oh,
0: the only one. <laughs> Jack Griffin loves it. All right, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time here on the WCI 3 in 1 podcast.